Good evening, everybody. It's the Smoke Shack Podcast. It's your boy, Specialist Rogan. Listen to that definitely not fake, on-loop sound fireplace roar. We're going to have a nice little time celebrating Veterans Day. And what better way to celebrate than... Oh, what's this? It's that... My, it could be. Yes, it's a book full of tales for children by the Smoke Shack Podcast. Fun little stories that you can definitely tell your kids that it is in no way, definitely not for them. Definitely all ages stories. So, we're going to crack this book open. Look at these beautiful little illustrations. And just have a nice, lovely quiet Veterans Day. Hopefully you all got your free food, your bellies are full, and you're nestling in your bed ready to fall asleep to good old Rogan's voice as he tells you some stories. This first one, ah, a favorite of mine. And it rhymes. It's called The Little Jihad Who Could Not There once was a little jihad who was from a village near Jalalabad. After a drone strike killed his goats, he thought Americans were mean and bad. So he left his village and went out deep into the mountains of Afghanistan, until finally he found what he was looking for, an outpost of the Taliban. Look at that little guy. Let's just, can we get a close-up? Yeah, look at him. Off in the mountains, standing before a cave. Little Taliban flag waving. Ah, wonder what could happen. Let's keep going. They took him in, and for days and days, they trained him into their ways. And when good and ready, they finally gifted Little Jihad his very own AK. One day word came down from the Taliban. They had a new target, a U.S. base. Little Jihad wasted no time when they called. Quickly did his hand raise. Look at him. All giddy raising his hand. Just, yeah, I want to go fight. Let's keep going. Fitting Little Jihad with an explosive vest, the Taliban leader said, You will do great for Allah and make the many, many dirty GIs dead. The leader then reminded Little Jihad, whether by foot or by car, little jihad must never forget to shout Allahu Akbar. Look at him, just, just getting ready with his little vest. Oh, so cute. Let's see what happens next. Getting his gear ready and a clean shaven face and a few bucks, little jihad knew he was ready and hopped into his Toyota Hilux. Such a beautiful little truck, just now fits every need that you could possibly have but this isn't a toyota commercial i don't think toyota thoughts going on let's continue he made it through checkpoint alpha but soon he began to sweat for if he couldn't make it to checkpoint charlie his life would be a regret driving fast and driving hard little jihad made his approach to the gate prayed and shouted allahu akbar 
pressed the button, but it did not detonate. Oh, look at him, so confused. Just, you know, pressing that button, but nothing's happening. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen to the poor little guy. Oh, let's keep going. The poor little jihad did not get his virgins, as his mission failed before all. For as soon as his vehicle continued to go, it was met by an impenetrable lead wall. For the machine gunner found out early that day that he had lost his girl to Jody. And so he laid waste as he heard his sergeant say the glorious words, weapons free. Oh, such a sad, sad ending for our poor little jihad. Oh, but look at that face. I mean, can we get a close up? Oh, just look at that wonderful illustrated face. Such a happy little machine gunner. Oh, girls getting, you know, messed around with by some other dude while he's over in another country, but hey, at least he's got that 240. Ooh, looks so happy to just hold down that trigger and just let it go. Ah, oh, I love that story. It's like a super fucked up Dr. Seuss. Oh, let's hope that the rest of the stories are just as good. Oh, see here flip to the page let's see here ah another great story this one doesn't rhyme but i feel that we can all still really enjoy it let's just turn down that fire just a little bit there we go this next story is called the lost little lieutenant there once was a little lieutenant one day, the unit decided that it was time to do land navigation training. The little lieutenant was very excited. I can find myself out of any terrain, he quipped. Look at him there, little, little butter bar. Little, little happy little butter bar, so confident. Ah, uh, only been in the real army for maybe like a month. Fresh out of college, whatever officer school he went to just oh, look at that confidence oh. the lieutenant grabbed his compass his map and protractor and plotted his points at the start and after he planted those points he set off with his pace count in his mind about 66 he didn't have a very long stride but about 66 and so he walked into the wood line and found his first point. This is easy, he said to himself. I'm the greatest navigator there is. Copernicus be damned. Oh, again, just, just look at this picture. That beautiful confidence of that little butter bar. I'm sure nothing terrible is going to happen to him. Let's continue. And off he went in search of his next point. Traveling deep, deep into this woodline. But half an hour later, he thought, and he began to wonder, did he perhaps plot the next point wrong? It began to feel like another hour had passed, and soon he considered he may be completely lost. Oh, oh no, just, just look at that face. Oh, that confidence is gone now. He just looks so concerned. You almost want to just reach into the book and just be like hey little guy 
It's that way. That's where the point is. Oh, but we can't do that, can we? Oh, well, let's see what happens. Why had he not seen anyone? Where could his next point be? He grew very concerned. Soon the trees began to creep in on him. He began to feel a hunger in his stomach. He downed his canteen, his last canteen, out of water now. Where could that damn point be, he muttered to himself. Oh, such a lost little guy. Hmm. It grew dark and his hopes started to flee. If he couldn't find his next point, then maybe, maybe, he could at least get back to the start. He began to shake and shiver as the air around him got cold. I'm a lieutenant, an officer in the army, he proclaimed. And with newfound fervor, he mustered forth into the woods. Using his training and his trusty compass, he hacked through the trees and brush. Ah, oh, just look, look how determined he is, just hacking away with his little knife. Just, yeah, just fuck that tree, fuck that tree. Ah. Oh. I hope he gets out. Let's continue. After what felt like ages, he found himself at the clearing. It was the clearing. The clearing of the starting point. And he hobbled and made his way towards the trucks where all the graders were there standing. Sir, you look like shit, a sergeant exclaimed. Why are you back so soon? The lieutenant looked puzzled and then asked for the time. I guess he left his watch at home today. Yeah, yes, you know, sometimes you just don't have your watch on you. But he asked for the time, and to his dismay, he found out that it had only been an hour since they began. Ah, oh, so, so sad. You know, it's always just a shame whenever a no fresh hard-headed lieutenant goes off into the woods and you know gets himself lost feels like ages and then come to find out a little dumbass got himself lost for only like an hour <sighs> amateur hour uh, I love that story just you know just reminds you of the folly of man and to no, not be a fucking hard-headed dick just like everybody else just because you want to go <laughs> anyways let's see what other stories do we have for you ah oh, our last story hope you all really enjoy this one this one's called the dumb little new private or Dlip. Let's see what happens to poor little Dlip. Hold this bag over that exhaust, the private first class told the new private. We need to take an air sample to give to the mechanics. Look at him there, just holding onto that bag over that exhaust pipe. Oh, so helpful. Just, just a helpful little private. Oh, I'm really rooting for him. The private did as he was told, happy to be of help. See, you know, that, that's that 
attitude that you really want from a new little private. Just, I'm just so eager to get in there and you know, be so helpful, be an asset to the team, you know. Oh. Once the bag looked full, the PFC tied it off. Take this to the head mechanic, he told the private. And don't you dilly-dally. Oh, look at that little PFC, just so stern. Just, oh, you know, just give him the, not the finger, but, you know, just that little, you know, the little pointer finger because he hasn't earned his right to knife hand yet. I'm just, oh, oh, really rooting for this guy. And on the little blip went with the bag in tow. Where are you going, Private? He turned. A specialist was the one who shouted. Little Blip told him his mission. Ah, oh, good, said the specialist. While you're there, can you look for some grid squares? Sometimes the mechanics, you know, have one in the office or maybe a box somewhere. Just when you get there, ask the head mechanic. Little Blip, of course, nodded. Of course. And off he went. Happy to be so needed. Oh, look at him going. Yeah, that's right. Go, go, go get that exhaust sample and that. Get that box of grid squares. You got this. Another voice shouted at Dlip. Private, where are you going? Dlip turned his head and saw his sergeant moving hastily towards him. Dlip told him his mission to turn in the air sample and find the grid squares. Sergeant said, ah, yes, good, good. And while you're at it, ask the head mechanic if he has any ID-10T forms. We really need those so we can, you know, get these trucks going. Roger said the delit, and off he went with much haste, and a smile on his face. Unintentional rhyme. Ah, oh, just look how happy he is. Like, you know, he's just being so helpful. Little guy. Little, little dumb little private guy. Ugh. Flip had never felt so useful in his life. Ah, oh, isn't that true? Just look how helpful he is. And as he made his way towards the mechanic's office, another voice called out. Private, where do you think you're going? This time it was a staff sergeant looking curiously at the lip. And so he told the staff sergeant his mission, off to turn in the air sample, get specialists some grid squares, and to get the sergeant the ID-10T forms. Ah, good, said the staff sergeant. While you're at it, ask Sergeant First Class Head Mechanic if he happens to have a PRCE7. Or for short, because I know it's hard for you little guys to remember acronyms, ask him for a prick E7. Little Private nodded. Okay, Roger, Sergeant, I got you. And off the little, dumb little Private went, chest sticking out full of pride. He was probably the most important soldier there was, he thought, being of such service to everyone. <sighs> Good little guy. Finally, he got to the office and approached Sergeant First Class Head Mechanic. Sergeant, he exclaimed. I have been asked a many a things to get from you. I was told to give you this exhaust sample. And he put forth the bag that he was carrying from truck Bravo 26. 
and I was told to get you some grid squares from your office. I was also told that it would be kind if you could print off some ID10T forms. And last but not least, if you happen to have a pricky seven that I could take back. Oh, look at him so proud, just standing at parade rest, letting head mechanic know his entire goal. Oh. The head mechanic's face began to grow redder and redder in the private listed as the private listed his mission off. Who told you to get all this? The head mechanic said. Oh, oh no, this is not going the way I wanted it to. Oh, Jesus, turn the page, turn the page. <laughs> the private not understanding gave him each of the names, listed everyone who told him to get everything. The specialist, the grid squares, the sergeant, the ID10T forms, and the staff sergeant who just wanted a pricky seven. It's, oh, no, let's see. There's a little common here. And so concludes our story of the dumb little private. However, it leads us to the next mystery. What happened to dumb little private and all of his team? Oof. Now well, that's just a sad story. <sighs> we can only speculate. But if I was to guess, they were probably taken out to the wood line and never seen again. Ugh. Such wonderful stories. You know, just really brings you back to all the good old days, you know. Or perhaps if you're still in, you know, the good times that you're having now. Just, you know, that little jihadi who's just so happy, you know, getting revenge for, you know, his little goats and everything. Only to be schwacked by a very angry, energy, drink-induced, caffeinated, uh, nicotinated... I don't even know that's a word, having so much nicotine. Anyways, just an angry little machine gunner. Ah, you never get past the machine gunner. Or the lost little lieutenant, who, despite being so confident in everything in his life, realized that, no, sometimes, you know, you can't just find yourself out of the woods by sheer confidence. Yet you gotta know what you're doing. Ah. And that dumb little private that we all started off as. Nothing like having your team leader, specialist team leader be like, Hey, go go find me this thing that doesn't exist. And then you get the shit smoked out of you because you called the platoon sergeant a prick you seven. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Anyways, that concludes story time with the Smoke Shack podcast. I hope you all really enjoyed the stories tonight, and I hope you have yourself a very wonderful Veterans Day. And also, sorry, it's, it's been a very busy time in my life. You know, just got a lot going on, trying to get episodes out to you guys, but then you know something else happens. And then, you know, at this point you're probably just, it's more likely George R. R. Martin's going to finish his fucking books. Before, you know, like another episode comes out. So, I'm sorry. I, I get the text and the messages and the emails. I'm sorry. I promise I'll get more out to you guys. You thirsty, thirsty little bastards. <sighs> Again, have a wonderful evening, everyone. Happy Veterans Day. And we'll see you around at the Smoke Shack. Specialist Rogan out.